2: I'm so great. I'm on a shopping high, Val. Shopping? Yeah, my B&H order arrived. Oh. uh, uh, So I've got new stuff and I'm so happy I've just unpacked it all. I've got a new boom, uh, Uh so Manfrotto, and it's an all-in-one. So you just like set it up and it's set up a boom without having to attach bits and it's actually really light, which is the part that excites me. And I got two new um, stand bags and wow. uh, some other little bits and pieces but it's that sounds very, like a heavy shipment uh i think it was about 60 bucks the postage and okay, then there wow. was all the stuff that i forgot that i still haven't ordered but yeah it's do you know when you buy it's like exciting <laughs> yes, yes. When, the, when the box arrives and everything you you're like that with shoes i know <laughs> um how's your week been val
1: it's good, it's good. But I just thought I'd mention in case there's some people who don't know what B&H is, it's a store in New York, uh, in Manhattan, that sells lots and lots and lots and lots of photo and video equipment. It's, just, it's like going to camera shopping Nirvana.
2: Oh, my God, it's amazing. It's
1: astounding. They have a whole system. It's, it's, it, you should just go there for the experience. But anyway, if you can't get there frequently, like Gina and I, you have to buy online as well. But it sounds like Gina's just as excited getting the package yeah. to the door so excited. Mm. So I haven't I have not been shopping at B H this week what have I been doing oh my god I've been just exhausted to be honest because yeah. I have been around the country not quite around the country but just to various cities doing a full day seminar yeah. and um I for example I did one in Melbourne on a Wednesday and then I ha- didn't do it on the Thursday but then I had to do Sydney on the Friday but this is my life lesson because when you're doing an all-day seminar you're on your feet all day you're talking all day and you're seriously standing all day yeah so the day before the Sydney one I decided to go to the gym and do and I went I we did like 1,000 million squats and because and and because I forgot my gloves and didn't want to wear someone else's stinky gloves, yeah. uh, we when it came to sparring and doing pad work, we only did legs.
2: <sighs> so the next
1: day, oh, my God, I felt like I had polio. Yes. Not that I know what polio feels like, but um, oh. and yeah, it's it's life tip of the week for me is yeah, don't be stupid and do that. But that's got nothing to do with photography, no. does it, Gina?
2: No, not at all, not in the slightest.
1: But we will <laughs> be doing some photography soon. Well, you'll be doing the photography, and I'll be behind the scenes, or I'll be holding up a reflector, or I'll be helping the you know push the hair out of the model's face, or I'll be maybe putting some oil on the six pack of the guy that we're shooting. <laughs> (laughs) To you know, for muscle definition, of course, it's not just oil. Of course, it's sometimes a little bit of bronzer, a little bit of um, you know, shadow to go under the six pack to make sure it stands
2: out. Yeah, no, this model doesn't need any of that. Val, where he true that he could just like he just has the six pack. It's all there, you know. Anyway, it's very
1: exciting, and we'll what I'm going to try and do because Gina will be. know busy shooting and she'll be wrangling models and cars and drones and um, makeup artists and all sorts of people I'm going to be behind the scenes and hopefully I'll get some nice uh, behind the scenes shots I can't promise you know quality shots but I can certainly (laughs) promise you know interesting content kind of shots so I'm excited.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a big show. I've been working on this shoot for a, a couple of months now, I'm producing mm. it all. So uh, it takes a lot of time. A oh, lot yes. of time. I'm just packing at the moment. So I've got cam- knee deep in cameras and gears and bits and pieces so excited to get on that plane and get get happening yeah Yeah.
1: can you tell us anything about the shoot yet or do you need to wait until it's done before no no
2: so this is cool this is like uh it it, like even more exciting for me because i can actually share stuff about it because 90 percent of the stuff i do i can't talk about during the fact before the fact until after the shots are published when which is all the stuff i do for tv and movie and celebrities it's all hush hush and i'm actually i sign contracts confidentiality contracts i can't even tweet or post anything so it's nice to get a uh like a fashion client which is the one i have now who's uh keen to get his stuff out there he's doing uh surfwear like it's surf lifestyle and uh surfboards as well so we've got eight models oh my god with we've got uh Harley's we've got the uh cars we've got a drone filming as well mm-hmm. uh we've got horses oh my goodness a stunt rider oh my goodness it's insane a combi van a teepee. <laughs> a teepee a teepee which okay. is like twenty meters it's massive mm-hmm. it's huge and then the beach house to have everyone in like as well so organizing all of that was just like that's mammoth oh huge so much work goes into all of that that's why like a lot of photo shoots have separate producers but yes I put my hand up to be a producer for this one and uh so I had a hand in the casting and uh just helping the client with all of that because it's like it's one thing to look at a model and have a look at their shots Val yeah but often like the shots could be old or like – yeah. and I was educating the client because he would be looking at a girl and saying she looks great and I'm like – and then I'm pointing things out like that all her photos are from the same angle. Mm. So she only actually works one way, like has mm. one look, Which and you've got so many shots to do. So I, I, like little things like that that I needed to show him that this girl is great front on, she's got a great profile and both sides. So all those little things that – maybe not everyone thinks of unless you've been casting for ages and just seeing mm. the potential in, in certain people that they will fit the role that he's looking for even though they might not have that shot in their portfolio. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, an interesting but time-consuming exercise. Uh, but I do love it. I like being involved in the whole process because I feel like I'm building it from scratch.
1: Yeah, and uh, you get so, to see uh, your creative vision – Um, come to fruition because you actually got a hand in all of it. The whole
2: way and Mm. casting the bottles and then talking about props being involved because often I'll just turn up last on set and then I work with what I have and I don't have a say in the location either. And it's just Mm. like having to work with what I have. So this is great being involved like in the early, early planning stages months ago. So yeah, and excited to have you on set, Val. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. It's
1: going to be fun. (laughs) It's been a while. Well, I've actually. I don't – most of the times when we've worked together on a shoot, we've actually been working together. Yes. But uh, not – I can't think of many times when I'm just – when I'm been. you know, going to do some behind-the-scenes stuff.
2: Never. I don't think you've ever done it. I
1: much. have assisted you, you mean, on
2: – But we've, we've worked. So we've, yeah, we've, but that's
1: working together. Working that's right.
2: Together. So mm. either I'm photographing you, you're filming me, uh, we're, you know – Working on a project or something, but never. Or we're doing, you you
1: know, I've or I've produced it, and and you've been the photographer, or I have actually assisted you on gigs. Yes, Um, but But uh, yeah, come
2: on set as a guest.
1: That should be interesting. Yes. All right. Well, we'll report back. Um, and uh, well, let's move on anyway to the uh, guts of the podcast. I'm really interested in today's topic because, as you said, sometimes you just walk on set and you just have to make do with whatever location, whatever situation that you've got, and because you haven't been briefed or, or, or it's just um, you, you know a situation where where they aren't they don't know themselves what. Yes situation they're going to be in and you have to just make do with what you have. So this week's episode is interesting because it's about how to create amazing images using only available light because that's all you've got. Or for whatever reason. But before we get stuck into that topic, we've got um, a a listener question. And this listener question is from Frank McAtee. Uh, So, yes, if you do have a listener question for us, email us, news at ginamilitia.com. But even better, put it in the podcast community um, on Facebook. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. It's a great Facebook group. It's free and just so many awesome people in it uh, where we ask our questions and everyone chips in and Gina chips in and it's awesome. But anyway, Frank has said, Hi, Gina and Val, really excited to be part of the community. Gina has said that for some people sharing their work is scary. This is true. I suffer from this too. <laughs> That's why I have an ongoing photo project on Facebook that I haven't put my name on it. Aha. Uh-huh. So I'm biting the bullet and asking for your thoughts on it if you get a chance. It's called Haolin America. Uh, i 'm trying to put faces to the men and women behind the wheel of the trucks that move everything. I have to shoot outside, so no control of the light they 're not posed. I tell them what i 'm trying to do and they do their thing When I crop, I try to keep something in the background to indicate the truck drive that it 's truck driver. Any tips would be appreciated. I use a sony a five thousand mostly on aperture priority and have used manual for a few. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. And we'll put images and as well as a link to the site in the show notes, which you can find at Gina Militia, That's M I L I C I A dot com, and you can have a look at uh, Frank's shots. But I'm loving Frank's shots. Yeah,
2: I love the idea. Absolutely loving. Fantastic. Um, And uh, have you been on the site too, Val? There's a whole heap of them. Yeah. So um, what? What is uh, the whole idea behind it I think is fantastic and I love what you're doing with the, the shots. I think, Frank, after today's podcast, you're going to get a lot out of this because this is exactly what we're talking about today. This is exactly the sort of thing you're doing. You're turning up. You're, um, you don't have time. These truck drivers are in a hurry. They've often stopped for to, to get petrol or lunch or whatever. You're not going to have time to pull out an assistant lights and sit there and powder them down to get the shot. Mm. So you have to work with what you have. So um, I think you've done a great job. I love that you just allow them to be themselves and pose themselves. Mm. So you get all of that personality. And I really love the fact that you've started asking Uh, about their story and uh, I personally would love to see more of their story in their own words like you know even a whole paragraph like other humans of New York and um, I also think I would love to see more of the background Uh, In the shot, Frank, so Mm. uh, it's starting to come together as a style, but I would actually probably go even uh, wider, bring, uh, maybe bring your model closer to the camera so they're still filling um, maybe a third of the frame, but the, the rest of the frame is like shows more of their rig. Uh, mm. the background and more of the environment because I think even like all truck stops, I'm fascinated by them, Val. I just think yep. they're the coolest places. So just so you could see more and I'd like, I really, I want to see more of the guy. I almost want to see the entire body of the truck driver because that, that to me, I want to see his boots. I want to see the pants he's wearing. I want to see all of him. So um, that, that's my, um, you know, uh critique on these I think it's I think it's a fantastic idea and I'm looking forward to seeing more I'm going to go and follow the page so that I can
1: I've already followed it it's fantastic I really love that these are real people and they've got so much character they're all so different and you've really captured that I agree with Gina in just doing maybe a few more variations sometimes with the whole rig but sometimes if you're in this great desolate landscape get that in the background or if they've you know if there's something in particular that that they always do when they're driving or that they always like or something that they always have on them, maybe use that as a prop. But I am loving it. And I do agree with Gina that – and you may or may not want to do this, uh, Frank, but – I really do love the idea of that Humans of New York thing in just a tiny little story. So yep. not so much your view of them where you've you know said in some cases um, this was the friendliest dog I've, I've ever met, but in their own words. So you know where you've said, I started driving for monetary reasons. I was working one full-time job and two part-time ones. I'm making more money and getting more rest now. Just some quote from them. Um, I thought it was really great in one of them where – you talked about how he got into trucking and you said, I asked him how he got into driving, said he was 20 unemployed and living with his girlfriend, whose father was a truck driver. One day at 3am, there was a knock on the door. It was the girl's father. He said, you're coming with me. He looked at his girlfriend and she handed him a bag all packed for his trip, been at it ever since. So just, yes, I think that, P- yes. powerful combination of words and pictures can make this um, really compelling for some people because people are curious about the these amazing characters that you photographed fantastic
2: and, and frank i think if you if you aren't keen to maybe take notes or re- you're worried about forgetting what they say i i'd actually uh on on your phone um there's there's recording devices that you can just just ask them uh, to tell you a little bit about themselves and record it. Yeah. And then you can transcribe that when you get back uh, back home. And even just one simple question, like how did
1: you get into trucking, is, is a compelling story because that would be a compelling story for most yes. people. Yes, Not like do you like trucking but because yes. it's like no or yes. yes. <laughs> um, something yeah. that
2: makes them explain more, Val. So yeah. Story. Yeah, fantastic. Great love, job.
1: Love this, Frank. Love it. So, we have some shout outs this week, um, and our first shout out is to Mike Hickman. And Mike uh, has done some experiments with white balance. Is that
2: right, yeah. Gina? Sure did he he did it some awesome stuff, so basically uh he had to do uh, a whole series of uh, speakers in um three different scenarios and what he did is he went around before the uh, the speakers uh, were on stage He went into each room that he had to photograph them in, set up his uh gray card uh, mm. did a test shot and then went back, had a coffee, and then when it was time to shoot them, he just shot them as normal, so he, he, he didn't even need to set his white balance. But then he could, when he got back to uh, his office to, to retouch the photos, it was just a really quick and easy um, retouching exercise in, in in post-production just to get the white balance back and he's, he's been kind enough to supply before and afters showing like you know he had a, a fluoro lit room he had mixed fluoro and tungsten and and a, and a couple of other variations and and like they're all perfect the white you look at the so white balance we're just getting white back to neutral in a photo and so that you look at the before and afters you can see that the whites in each each of the shots that he's done and the skin tones all look great. There's no colour cast. But so
1: clever that he, because they were in three different rooms and they had yes. three different types of lighting, so clever that he went beforehand to to set it up, to, to test it. Fantastic. I love that.
2: Yeah, it's a great idea. Well
1: done. Yeah. Well done. Awesome. Now we have also a shout out to, I think it's pronounced Owen Breslin uh, from Ireland and um, Owen has a couple of wonderful landscape shots, which we will put in the show notes. And Owen has said, long-time listener, first-time poster. (laughs) This is in the Facebook group. Some low and later no light, pictures taken on the beach near my house on Wicklow Coast in Ireland. A couple of years old at this stage, but, well, it's been raining ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it was pitch dark by the time I got to the mono shot, so I painted a little bit of light on the foreground with a pen I had in my bag during a 30-second exposure. I think and hope I've improved technically and compositionally since, but I would love some feedback before trying again. So basically we've got a, um, a shot of this the beach, like quite a rocky beach in Ireland, and there's one color version and one black and white version of a slightly different spot but i think they're great there's so much mood in these shots yes. isn't
2: there i love them and I, it's like I can i never get tired of looking at shots like this it doesn't matter if it was the same location every mm. day is different every day the clouds are different every day the weather's different you get different waves so i think fantastic i like the way he's worked with his composition rule of thirds and mm. um He's also included something in the foreground, something of interest in the middle, and something in the background. And then um, the 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 shot has got like naturally uh, items in there that lead you in and through. Yes. Like there's these le- beautiful leading lines that he's uh, created with his coastline. So all of that is fantastic in terms of. Um, some tips of uh, on how to improve when you've done uh your late exposure like dark exposure where there's no light at all and you've got your pen light out to light that up that's fantastic mm. maybe um like you might want to think about and i'm not sure if you're using Lightroom yet but you might want to think about bracketing your exposures and maybe and i just as a recommendation to everyone shooting if you're shooting on tripod Even if you're not ready to uh, start working in Lightroom, I recommend that for every landscape shot you have, if you are on tripod, you lock it off so the camera's not moving and you do uh, three exposures. One that's two stops under, one that's correct, and one that's two stops over. And then when you're ready to get into Lightroom, and you all will be, uh, you can actually combine those three exposures. And uh, Lightroom really magically and beautifully uh, will extract all the information and you'll get an image that has a beautifully exposed sky, beautifully exposed shadows and detail in uh, the mid-tones as well and you get this amazing image. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. It's a real, it's, it's so, like, not everyone is ready to uh, take the plunge, but just get ready because, like, you'll have this collection of photos that then when you are ready, like that shooting raw and JPEG advice that I give everyone. When you are ready, you'll have all this stuff that you can just jump into and it's like it's not going to hurt you now just to do mm. the, the three exposures. And everyone I've recommended that, that do this. Uh, within a day they're sending me photos going oh my god it's the best thing ever look at this look at this And then <laughs> suddenly they've got this beautiful dynamic range and the thing about Lightroom like Photoshop does HDR high dynamic range where you've got detail in highlights detail in mid-tones detail in shadows yep. but not it, it, it looks a bit fake Val yeah it can be like not fantastic and but Lightroom does it really well and it's not overdone you just get this really beautifully created image and what i want everyone to think about is when you see those amazing landscape shots uh on social media where the sky is to die for the water looks amazing and the Mm. rocks in the everything looks amazing Mm. retouched Valerie, like mm-hmm. the of the covers of magazines where you see their body is oh my god their skin is flawless well landscape yes. shot retouch the sky it's- might be from a completely other a different country, like the <laughs> pebbles in the foreground somewhere else, the color not quite right and but the guys that that they do it so well, but basically they 're taking uh elements that might be uh fifteen different frames that they've combined to create one one frame and it 's like more power to them I think that's great is that Rexy I could hear yeah I'm sorry everyone cutest thing ever does he have anything uh, is he disagreeing or (laughs) he loves (laughs) this shot as well (laughs) because you like the shot yeah Pipe in with any more comments. That was the cutest thing ever.
1: He might actually pipe in with a few more comments because he's extremely hungry. Sorry guys. <laughs> you might hear Rexy a little bit throughout this particular episode. Anyway, I think, yeah, absolutely, Gina. And I I, I remember that uh, at Cleo when I used to work for Clio magazine, which is the Glossy Women's Magazine in Australia, um, we they used we used to use a particular studio that had a um, background, a permanent background that was just the quintessential Aussie beach, and so many covers of that <laughs> magazine was shot was shot against that background because then you didn't have to deal with, you know, the rain or the clouds or the light or whatever on the day uh, at a real beach. We just went to an indoor studio beach and shot so many things there. Yeah. So and it's, it's not it's not actually retouched. It's just completely fake. <laughs>
2: But that's good. So yeah, I'm I'm um I'm loving these shots and I, I can't wait to see more of the coast of Ireland and I actually uh am hoping to get over there, Val. I'm planning a tour at the end of the year. I want to go around the world. Okay. <laughs> about around this. the world. So yeah, so um listeners, if you think your country is one I should visit, <laughs> send photos because no, I'm absolutely serious. Mm. I want to go on a uh a, a three week uh photo shoot. Just because uh, you're gonna do, you think you're gonna because. go around the world for in three weeks? I reckon, uh, Valerie. I went to New York for five days. Yes, yes I can do around the world. I did around <laughs> the world in three weeks. I've done it before. Okay, I'll do five. days, You won't days, be visiting days, many countries. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. I'm not going to go to every country, but I thought <laughs> I'd just uh try and get to a few good ones. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't been to before. All right, that's exciting. Or the parts of that I haven't been to. Okay. Cool.
1: So All let right. me know if
2: you, you've got a good some coastline or or interesting places I should visit.
1: Right. We also have a shout out to Denisa or Danisa from Australia, and thank you so much, Denisa, for your uh, uh, your iTunes review. Denisa has said. I'm hooked. Stumbled across this podcast while looking for something interesting and informative on photography. The episode was number 65. My interest was piqued when I heard Michael Goh's name mentioned at the start. Love Michael's astrophotography. We love it too. Yes, it's, it's amazing. fantastic. Uh, Denise continues, listened to the whole episode and really enjoyed the way Gina and Valerie interact. I'm now binging <laughs> on previous podcasts and have Joined Gina's community. And that's actually from Christina, but her username on iTunes is Denisa well thank you Christina yes. really appreciate That's it awesome. and uh, <clears throat> Christina I think is referring to uh, the gold membership of Gina's community it's uh, wonderful to see so many podcast listeners in the in the gold membership in the community it's fantastic you can check it out at Gina and click on join the community and there's already some it's only a week old but there's yeah. already some great discussions going on in there and the great thing about um, gold membership is that not only do you get access to monthly tutorials at least two tutorials new tutorials each month and that could be anything from you know how to get Uh, how to make teeth whiter in photos or how to Photoshop out a light stand uh, in your photos or how to use certain things in Lightroom. So different tutorials every month will be released, but also there's a monthly mastermind call where you can jump on – a webinar or a call live with Gina and uh, ask any question that you want. And whether that's a photo critique or whether it's a question about gear or whatever, uh, it's a great opportunity. And we record the calls as well. So if you can't make the calls, you can certainly – Upload your, your question and we'll make sure that it gets answered in the mastermind call. But also, if you can't wait for the call, just ask the question in the forum, in the discussion area of the community because uh, Gina's in there very frequently answering those questions. There are already people there who have um, uploaded photos for critiques and mm. it's just really exciting. It's I'm so. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I just love all the questions and I'm learning stuff from people within the community. So, yes. um, yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much for those of you who've joined so far. It's already, I know it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. All right. Let us move on to yep. the topic of the week, slim pickings, Gina's yes. called it.
2: i that by myself, Val. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. How to create <laughs> amazing images using only available light. I love this episode because I I'm a bit of a princess and I don't like carrying
2: Really you? <laughs> <laughs> Really. I didn't know that about you, Val. I just you, like you that didn't? would be the last thing I would actually associate you with, <laughs> princess. Anyway, you learn something new every day and I've like I've known you for so long.
1: <laughs> and I don't like carrying too many things.
2: No, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um so I like this. I like the idea of only using available light, where I don't necessarily have to have lights and or even speed lights or whatever. So where do we start with this? What have you we'll got start in with
2: mind? A quote, Val. Oh of course, a quote. yes, a quote. So uh the quote is one of my favorites from Theodore Roosevelt and it's do what you can with what you have where you are Mm. and this i think applies to photography it's like whatever you have make the most of it so like people are always going on i need this camera i need this light and then i'll be able to take good photos and i say take good photos and then get the other stuff so this stuff we're going to be talking about today if you can um create shots from nothing as in with natural light where it isn't even on your side like you can get the days where the light is perfect or situations where it's just beautiful daylight that's easy I'm talking about situations that are a bit more challenging and being able to train yourself in a way that you can look for little pockets of sunlight like a little little spill of sunlight that you can put someone in and and capture a shot it creates something that that Mm. most people would walk past because they see it as nothing if you keep trying to build these scrappy little shots from nothing you're going to get better and better and better and then after a while of doing that you'll have the opportunity where you can achieve these great shots and if you want to then you can maybe then add a little light somewhere or build from there. But I just think it's the best skill because we don't always have the opportunity to have 50 different lights and assistants mm. and light stands. And and sometimes you've just got to, get the shot and and you don't want to be making excuses because like you didn't have all print you don't want to be a princess Val so <laughs> I didn't have all my gear I couldn't <laughs> light this therefore I couldn't get that shot and I've seen mm. this happen I've seen like photographers like walk off set because it's like what do you mean I have to do this in three minutes mm. well, I can't work like this and they walk off set mm. you know sir. um but uh, it can be done it but it can be done Val but it's like yes. you know but if you only learnt a certain way. It's like you know when I think about um, I've done uh, food tours and trips where like we're in restaurants and it's the Michelin star restaurants and all Mm. of that where the food is, all the food is like there's pastry and there's layers and there's sauces and you get the food and it's all on the plate and it's amazing right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes like it's good like a great chef can take three ingredients and put them together and also make something equally amazing, right? So, yes. like, if if you want to be able to take good photos, I think you should be able to uh, work with just something as simple as daylight and difficult daylight and also be able to then do something like difficult in the studio but to, to be able to chop and change. Well, I'm interested to know how you're going to break this down,
1: Gina, because, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm so- – I'm not sure how you're gonna break this down. So yeah, let's get stuck into it. How, where do you even start if you're so, in a situation where it's not, not necessarily ideal?
2: So basically it's a it's a way of um changing the way that you that you look at light. So um mm-hmm. And, and and the vibe and everything. So sometimes you can be uh, shooting and like you can just be on autopilot and I know I have done this uh, in my career before that I've just like automatically I will walk into a, a situation, reach for the three lights, set it up, over light it, shoot it and oh, wow, it's so technically amazing and everything and then something will happen like a light will misfire mm. and I'll go, oh, my God look at it as daylight it's amazing and you daylight can never be re, if you get amazing daylight you can't recreate that with flash artificial light the way it is when daylight is on its game mm-hmm. when daylight is having a good day nothing can beat it nothing mm-hmm. so it's it's just a good idea to try and try, what i'm just trying to encourage everyone is just to try and train yourself to maybe go spend a day or a week or a year or a month and just say, I'm just going to shoot available light and I'm going to really make sure that I understand it and I can get the most out of any situation and just constantly test yourself. Yes. Like everywhere you go, like you'll be, uh, you know, at work and you'll be sent down to the basement to, to get more files. Yeah. You'll notice a little pocket of light. Whip out your phone and and do a test shot there and see what it looks like and see what's possible because the more you do that, the more you start to see, hang on, that works really well. Let me try it over here or let me try it at a different time of the day. So it's all about um, trying to discover those little secrets. um,
1: I think there's probably a whole group of listeners who – uh In a situation like that, who automatically think that they need to light stuff and yes. and then they need to, and, and perhaps they need to pull it back and you know for a month just try daylight, but I think there's actually a whole group of listeners. Who don't have lighting gear yet necessarily, and And that's all they do. That they just (laughs) they they just shoot on available light anyway. So, but what is it that we need for regardless? What is it that we need to be looking at then? What What exactly? We want to
2: push that available light because there'll be people that'll be looking and they'll say, "Yeah, there's nothing really going on in here. I can't shoot in here because they're not seeing." Uh, what's possible and uh, I know a lot of people when they uh, first start shooting that they wouldn't consider cranking their ISO to the maximum Mm -hmm. or opening up wide open and uh, getting a tripod out and shooting on a very slow shutter because it just happens Mm. to be this tiny little pocket of light Mm. but if it's exposed in the right way you can create something incredible from something that everyone else would just walk past.
1: Okay, yep,
2: I understand. All right, so um let's uh let's 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 break it down into to ways we can um we can sort of tackle this. So mm-hmm. the first thing is to start looking for good light and start Ooh. working out um scenarios and collecting them uh that, that you know will work. I've got examples where there there have been areas that I have uh, worked in and worked in and worked in and never ever considered using that area to shoot in and then one day I've just thought I might try here and then you go, oh my God, it's incredible and it's mm. not until you test it that uh, you can you can uh, really understand the sort of the magic of what's around. So it's a matter of experimenting, and you know, not, like ideally, I'd love to be able to just like I think everyone could just carry a camera with them all the time, <laughs> yeah. maybe, um, a, a fifty mil lens, like as simple as that. Like that nifty fifty, I keep talking about it. One point um, eight, I think, is fifty dollars like just one of those which is a fast lens on a, on an SLR camera or at the very least a phone camera that you just carry around and just see what happens when you photograph and look for little pockets of light and just change the way that you're exposing your shots so um, things that you need to think about as well are the lens choice that you're using so mm. if you want to um create a sort of a more doco style feel then you want to go for a wider lens and if you want to create more intimate shots Val Mm. then like a longer lens Mm -hmm. do that because it makes it brings everything into the frame so like lens choice uh, makes a difference when it's slim pickings Mm. for for light because that's going to make a big difference. Okay yep um Rexy agree rex, rex with that. agrees with you on that one rex sorry a, everyone I was, I was, I was, but one one week i might uh <laughs> podcast with rex right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it'll probably be the most articulate either of us have ever been you know <laughs> it should be funny
1: yeah okay we'll set and that else, up
2: rex managed to uh explain um me <laughs> And colour balance better than any of us could. He
1: probably could. He's a genius.
2: (laughs) You've told me that before, Val. Um, So the other thing about slim pickings is uh, picking your moments. So it's like you can see sometimes I'll I'll be uh, on location shooting and I will look for little pockets of light Mm. and just often uh, wait. And if I'm doing like street photography, wait for someone to step into the light, you know, and then take the shot. So, like, you can get great shots that way. Or it's a matter of just uh, walking around and, um, like, putting your hand into the light, into little spots of light, and seeing how it changes on your hand. And that's mm. a good way to sort of check light if you're just uh, on your own and mm. uh, and can't really see it. So, um, some other suggestions are like to watch out for things like if you're shooting in available light and you've got those down lights that in every house. Mhm. Really got to watch out for those because if you're shooting um sort of it, it's a mixed lighting situation and you've got mostly daylight, those little those little downlights can put little hot spots or create like really kind of um ugly shadows on people. Oh. So, so
1: I just saw a photo of myself taken last night because I launched a book. It was a great book launch, but someone's taken this photo I, and I like because it's that I'm right under the downlights and Yep. It looks horrendous. Anyway, just a bit of um, vanity thrown in there. It's
2: just that everyone who photographs you has a special uh, Snapchat filter, Val. Yes, I think Amazing. So. Amazing, don't you think? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah? In,
1: it's, yeah, it's terrible, terrible shot. I want to, like, untag myself except, you know, it was don't a good
2: you? B- <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The other thing, uh, look out for things like colours reflecting. Now, I got caught out uh, a couple of weeks ago, Val, where I was shooting someone outside, available light. It was a real rush job uh, for a journo who needed to get their shots up and out there. And so I found a great spot. I shot very quickly and I didn't realise that there was so much light kicking around that was actually light reflected off a, uh, a nearby pole back into the highlights um oh. the girl's face, right? And the pole was green. Oh no! So I, I, yeah, and so I got green. I I corrected it uh, in mm. post production, but it took a bit of color correction. There was a bit of work involved to get rid of that color cast. But yes. like because we were shooting so quickly, you can't see that on the LCD. Yeah. So it's just a matter of maybe being aware of that. Like the light actually does reflect up and back into faces, and especially if you've got very strong highlights. So look. Or out sometimes to- the clothes.
1: The, 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 that,
2: have you experienced that, like, wearing red or something?
1: Oh, my God. Does, again, Does have another vanity
2: conversation. Okay. But
1: I thought I was in safe hands because they were a cinematographer on Mad Max Fury Road, and I thought, okay, totally experienced. Got the stuff back, and, oh, my God, again, I look like a Oompa Loompa.
2: Really? Yeah. It, so you were wearing your red jacket? It
1: was, was a orange jacket.
2: Oh mm. orange. I've never mm. seen you in orange Did Yeah. We think about this. Well,
1: that's why like for it looks like a orange.
2: No, so you don't wear orange.
1: No, but it was a it was a really orange sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, mm. cuz the light it, it so if the light's hard enough, it is going to reflect back. So that's why I say uh you know, ideally, uh, people wear, if they wear a white T-shirt, if you want to just um, feel light, if you're feeling a bit tired before, and you need to do a job interview or something and you need to look fresher, mm. wear white close to your skin, even mm, if it's, um, yes. you know, for a lady or wear a white scarf or something, because it yep. bounces light back into your it face. brings life. you a yep. better, better skin, it does. It brings life to everyone. So it does. Oh, it's more than just a podcast about... Yes. <laughs> <We're talking laughs> okay. about vanity. I'll,
1: I'll stop. I'll stop with my vanity rant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um,
2: few other suggestions to um, uh, use for those uh, little slim pickings, uh, like maybe car headlights. Oh, uh, what uh, do yeah, you mean? So, well, well, sometimes uh, I've, I've done uh, a shoot where, say, uh, there's been uh, like a car going around a corner and it's hit like uh, uh, something and the lights bounced in and, and uh, onto oh. the person and I, I, get the, I get
1: the shot. Yeah, right. So I, but you set up uh, the
2: car no no it'll just be like it just happens to be there so but you can set up the car and just maybe uh just uh turn the lights on so that they're either in the background or bouncing off something and and reflecting Mm. a bit of light back into the person the other the other scenario that i've found works really well is uh, a lot of city buildings will reflect light yes the sun hits the building and then that reflects beautiful light Mm. back into your person so look for those sorts of areas as well the other thing believe it or not even even though we bagged fluoro, bagged does is bagged a, a common term in um in
1: northern in the northern hemisphere? I'm not really yes, sure where so we bad, put, you know, down, yeah, um, put down, yeah,
2: <laughs> put down. Uh, we bagged uh fluoro lighting um last week, but fluoro advertising signs, you know, those light boxes, Val, that you see, yes, yeah, so. They can actually make really good um, fill lights. So yeah, of course. Stand right. model next to one of those; mm. it actually looks really good. So, um, yeah. The other thing. So, Jean is, is
1: obviously she's, she's Jean is referring to those light boxes where you put the letters in there, like you sometimes see them at movie theaters at the top. But some, they obviously exist. You know, you'll see them outside shops or real estate agents or things like that.
2: Yeah, 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 and they work really well. And so. Um, very handy and, and 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 very nice light it's a nice even light so as much as i don't like fluoro when it's if you can position yourself flat on to any fluoro lighting so if you're on a date with someone <laughs> i recommend that you know if you've got the fluoro lights above your head if you can somehow just lie down like <laughs> on the table or something so that the light hits you very flat uh-huh. you'll look really good Okay <laughs> that you also might be signaling something to your date <laughs> probably so it's probably not a good idea then so um, the other thing uh, look for uh, is uh, like shafts of light so you can have uh, you know how sometimes the sun uh, it might be hard sun and it might be going through like a, an alleyway or a lane way or through a doorway and you'll just get this that strong shaft of light you can position. Yeah people in that shaft of light expose for the highlight or the shadow depending on what your hero of the shot is and uh, and create some amazing shots and, and hard light as well. So I've got examples Val in the show notes that I want to go through okay. and I want to show what's possible and how we can really push the parameters of daylight and create stuff that's possibly you know at first look you think there's nothing there but if you really push it you can create some nice stuff I have a question first yeah so they are all really great tips
1: and 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 I know you're going to go through some really good examples at the moment but at the moment my question is if I am in a situation where there isn't enough light um, and I don't have a car that's about to run, go around the corner or I don't have a building I can reflect stuff off or I don't have, you know, um, uh, a shaft of sunlight that's going to help me. What at just, and I might not get the most fantastic shot, but what at the most basic level can I do? To improve my shot using just okay. available light
2: so in any available light situation you're going to get really really good um shots if you can increase the sensitivity of uh your camera to the light and the way yeah. you do that is by increasing the iso so all cameras today like can cope with high iso it, mm. it, it'll be it'll look a bit uh, it'll have more noise in the shot, but yep. it'll still make a great shot. And let's face it, a lot of shots these days are just seen um, on social media for the most part. Um, so if you just want something that you want to post and and that's where it's going to be seen, crank up the ISO as high as you, you you're comfortable with. So a couple of thousand, yep. and automatically you're going to have it's like you've turned a light on inside. Yep, you've confident. got more light, and then you expose for skin tone if you're doing a portrait make sure your skin tone looks beautiful and let the rest go don't worry about what and and then you get you will always get a great shot all right brilliant so now we're going to go through some
1: uh shots that Gina's is going to discuss and we'll put these in the show notes which you will find at GinaMilitia.com. Dot com. And um, the first shot is of a girl in a white bikini top and she is leaning over and uh, waxing, waxing a surfboard. surfboard. Yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, this is Jocelyn Adiris. I shot this in Hawaii, Val. And so mm-hmm. um, what I've done here is is I've uh, in the show notes, you can see that there are three scenarios of the shot. If So th- this shot was done um, probably about – Four o'clock in the afternoon Val okay. the sun was behind my model so it's very backlit and it's blue sky it's incredibly backlit now mm. um, normally a situation like this it's so backlit you, you think uh, and I would have thought it's too backlit to get anything on. I yeah. use fill flash because it's going yep. to be um, too uh, too shadowy on on the girl, or fill uh, flash, or I need to turn around and shoot from the other way so that the light is actually hitting her skin, not not yep. backlighting her. Yep. But. There is a way, like you can. It's and and this is a, a fashion technique that we uh, that we do, basically. So in the show notes, Val, you can see that the first image is if I expose. So, so the Stijn then's got three images next
1: to each other, um, okay. of the same shot but uh, different treatments. So yeah, go on.
2: So if I expose for the highlights, Val, mm-hmm. I will get. Uh, a little bit of detail in the sky but what happens is uh the skin tone of my model jocelyn she's almost in silhouette because the difference between the light on her face and the light in the background is too extreme for the camera to read and so um uh you you don't get any detail in in this tone what exactly do you mean by exposed for the highlights so when I'm taking a reading, so when I'm lining up my shot, there mm-hmm. is uh, the, 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 the camera, the, the autofocus point of mm-hmm. the camera that it can actually, it's either set in the middle or it'll be, uh, you can actually move it around. Also is what reads, the camera uses to take a, a meter reading mm-hmm. of, of the, uh, to, to, to check the exposure. Sure. Now, if you've got your camera set to uh, automatic, Basically, uh, the first frame is probably what the camera would give you. It would take a reading. We talked about this a few episodes back. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, Hans has programmed the camera. And I had someone uh, uh, write in and say that the Hans looks like uh, the latest uh, Doctor Who. (laughs) That's who he thinks Hans should be. Okay. Okay. I think that was Michael Dodge that sent that in. Okay. Um, Yeah. So basically, Hans, who programs the cameras in the factories, uh, would have uh, take take takes a look at this shot. There's a lot of uh, highlight. There's some detail. There's skin tone. There's shadows, and it gives you an average, an average overall reading, which means you actually get a skin tone that's too dark and a shot that, quite frankly, you look at and you go, "Eh." Okay. So two but, things you yep. can either walk away yep. use flash or do what i do you can make it work hang and on so, i'm
1: sorry i'm still not clear of what you mean by expose for highlights
2: so basically uh what i've done in this shot is uh the the first shot is the camera is exposing to get the most detail in the brightest point of the of the photo and in this case right it's backlit yes okay it's the sky. I understand. Okay. okay. And mm-hmm. So exposing for the brightest point in the photo because like a okay. good, an av- a great photo is going to have detail in the brightest points, yep. detail in the midpoint, and detail in the shadow. So you get yep. all, you get detail across the board, right? Okay. But, but we can push that and there's no reason why you can't, um, be a bit artier or have a bit more of a fashion approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, the purists are going to say that this is wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But um, but then what happens? That they you can actually. Sorry, I got thrown as a phone call came in. Um, <laughs> so, so we've got we've got
1: Rex cat. meowing. We've got phones going off. <laughs> anyway, go on, Gina. We've yeah. What can um, we um, do? To this so shot?
2: Basically, so um, I can either walk away or say I can put, turn the flash on and light it with flash, and, and that would be perfectly fine, but not fantastic because suddenly this whole shot gets this uh, sterile, clinical yeah. approach. And then if you just wanted to do something really quickly, once you get the flash out, you've got to get the meter, and suddenly the the moment's gone. So, what I do is I actually expose. Not for the highlights, I'm exposing for the skin tone. So I'm taking uh, my um, AF point and and making sure it's over Jocelyn's skin and Mm -hmm. I'm taking a reading there. And basically uh, when I shoot for that, I'm going to get suddenly my background is going to be completely blown out, Val. There's no detail in the sky whatsoever. And suddenly this shot looks now like a studio shot. Yes. And and, – I've I've deliberately posted the shot out of camera because um, I want people to see, I want the listeners to see that that, that, uh, it doesn't look fantastic at first shot to not to be discouraged if you have a go at this because it's in the post-production that you pick up the blacks and the details and can clean up the skin tone. And you get, I think, a a pretty nice looking image. I think you get gorgeous highlights. The skin looks amazing and it looks like a studio shot. So, what have you adjusted it in? So, I've used Lightroom for this image. So, when so you, you see as your, shot. What do you mean by as shot? So, as shot is when I, um, I expose for skin tone and I've right. got an image that's so backlit, you're going to get flare. Yes. You're going to get like a lot of extra light sort of contaminating the image, and you don't get a good black in the shot. It's yeah. because it's it's uh it's exposing, it's the, the shot's overexposed and you've only got sort of mid-tone details. Once I take that shot into into Lightroom and mm-hmm. I tweak the blacks a little bit, I can mm-hmm. bring my mid-tones back. You get an image that looks um quite amazing stunning you can do this and you can get away with that and that shot daylight in what seems to be an impossible situation so i have a question all the time
1: why didn't you shoot the other way around as in why didn't you just shoot so that it wasn't backlit so that the 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 light was on the the girl's
2: face so i uh, I would have had – I would have uh, – the light on her face and the mm-hmm. light on the background would have completely matched. I would have had all the detail in the background, which was part of the right. uh, the Surf life saving Club there. There was pe- there was hundreds of people there. There's people behind her on the beach felt. There's boats. Yes. There's people walking right. through the shot. I've got rid of all of them, and I've created this really clean yep. fashion look out of yep. this, and also you get this beautiful um, – uh, definition and uh, rim lighting on her on her arms, the highlights on her arms are beautiful and yep. uh, through her face there, the light is stunning. I'm okay, yeah. So
1: shocked. the highlights wouldn't be there if they, if it
2: wasn't black lit. The other way around, but it would look completely different. It would be flat. such a highly saturated flat. Yep. It loses that fashion feel to the shot so that's why i shot it that way obviously it doesn't look like hawaii anymore but it's not what i was going for i was just looking for this uh i was capturing a vibe a mood
1: all right so let's move on to the next shot which is gorgeous i love it so much it is this cute little kid and uh he's wearing sort of like a karate white thing and he's uh, got a yellow belt on and he is holding a little old-fashioned retro kind of camera as if he's about to take the shot and obviously he is uh, in some kind of dojo or something because there are a couple yep. of kids in the background in their karate gear but you can't see them they are they are very much in the background and they're not in focus
2: uh yeah tell us about this shot so, so basically this is using that exact same technique um Belle. so basically mm-hmm. we're in a room it's mostly backlit the light is flooding in behind the boy and i've used the same technique as i used uh, with the shot that i just described of, of the girl on the beach jocelyn and um, I've exposed for skin tone and i've let the background go so that there is far more detail in the background because but because of the light is streaming in um it just it gets blown out and so and again you've got this uh Studio look using light in an in a situation where you would think well it's it's not right and I use this a lot when I'm in situations where there's clutter in the background or there's guff yeah. or I just want a clean studio shot this backlit backlit technique really works and it's just a matter of you've got to back yourself and remember everything that we've talked about that it's not going to look great in the shot on the back of the camera but it's when you take it through into post-production you just need to tweak uh give it some more black and uh you'll get a great you'll get a great exposure it'll be a great looking shot what lighting
1: was there was there indoor lighting was there no no what Fluoro fluoro lighting okay where did you take this shot it's great
2: it's in a um a karate club
1: in Australia or Japan?
2: Yes, yes, or? yes, yes. yes, yes. The uh, Sexual fantastic. Japanese Karate Association and uh, the, the kid was there and I asked his mum and he posed for me.
1: And whose camera is he holding?
2: That's mine. I had it. I, I it. Well, love this shot so much yes. you don't
1: understand. Okay, Thank so you. let's move on to... Um, <laughs> And another shot which you have, it's, it's awesome. And I believe you took this in Cuba. And yeah. what this shot is, is Gina's, it's, it's as if Gina's walked past someone's apartment, but their door is ajar and she has taken a peek through, she's taken the shot through the door of a guy uh, in Cuba smoking a cigarette is he smoking a cigarette smoking a cigarette (laughs) sitting on his bed and it's like this um, little peek into someone's life and it's not the it's not very inside this flat it's not brightly lit at all and um and he's got a little bit of a dark skin tone as well so yeah yeah, tell us about this shot and how you managed to get the lighting on this
2: again, there's just like little pockets of light, little pockets of sunlight in this shot. And that's what I've uh, set my exposure to. So there's pockets of uh, sunlight hitting the door on the uh, on, on outside the house. And then there's little pockets of sunlight actually uh, hitting the bed and a little pocket of sunlight hitting him. So that's what I've exposed for. So at first look, you would look at this and say there's not much in, in here. But when you start experimenting, you can see that the camera is a lot more sensitive. And if you can up your ISO, open up your aperture, you can actually uh, cre- steal these little shots, c- create these little moments from, from what, you know, almost at first glance looks like it's not there. Brilliant. Now, let's move on to the next image, which
1: is of Lockie Hume. Now, Lockie is an Australian actor, a fantastic Australian actor, and this shot is the publicity shot of him, and I think it was used in posters and lots of um, publicity in Australia, of him in a mini series called beaconsfield now beaconsfield is about a couple of australian miners who got trapped in a mine in a town called beaconsfield and lockie plays one of these miners so this image is of him in character as a miner we'll put it in the show notes it's black and white he's wearing his mining gear he's wearing a hard hat with the torch on the top he's looking very dirty very grimy as if he has just spent you know a couple of days stuck in the bottom of a mine uh which collapsed and mine collapsed. And so, um, yeah, what can you tell us about this shot, Gina?
2: So, this is the shot that actually t- changed my thinking about looking for, uh, n- not looking for the obvious when I'm, I'm trying to shoot a portrait. I was always looking for beautiful light and uh, this is in a dingy warehouse, fluoro lighting mm. and it had tiny, a couple of tiny windows uh, up high and uh, because I had a very fast lens, the 85 1.2, I managed to position Lockie into a tiny little pocket of light and I took this portrait, it actually looks like it's lit uh not mm. a lot of people don't believe me when I say well, this was shot with daylight and this is an example of what you can do um with a fast lens and the right light you can create again something out of nothing so again th- this it's really worth uh experimenting and see what you can create if you don't have a fast fast lens Crank the ISO up and then experiment in that way. So shoot at 2,000 ISO, shoot at 3,000, 4,000 ISO at F4 and in these little dark and dingy situations with pockets of light, expose for the skin tone and let the background go and see what you get and, and uh, just start making, a, you know, record the, the, the different um, things that you get back and uh, you'll be so surprised.
1: Yeah.
2: And inspired.
1: We, yeah, Fantastic. Now we could go on forever about you know analysing lots of genus photos, but um, but we've run out of time. So we have put in the show notes a whole heap of shots that were only shot with available light and uh, you can have a look at them in this in the show notes for this episode and Gina's got a brief explanation underneath each one about the lighting scenario that uh, was um that that was the situation at the time so do have a look at the show notes at ginamilitia.com. that's m i l i c i a so yes Big episode. But Huge. really useful, and I think that my takeaway from it was very much: you need to look at the light and yes. look and really see whether it is as shitty as you think, yeah. or whether there is actually some pockets that you can use and that you can use in a smart way. And if you can identify those spots of light, because it doesn't have to be, you know, a sun drenched room. It doesn't have to be, um, as you can, as you, as was evidenced in the uh, photo of the man in Cuba in his apartment you can use what you have and just use what you've got but maybe be smart about your iso be smart about your lens choice be smart about simply the positioning of the hero and you can do some pretty good things with uh, with available light yeah so what uh, Gina challenge yes what is hashtag gina challenge
2: slim pickings <laughs>
1: All right. Hashtag Gina Challenge is slim pickings. If you're new to this podcast, every week we have a new challenge and a new theme. So you just need to... Upload your photo into the Facebook group, hashtag Gina Challenge, hashtag Slim Pickings. You can interpret that however you like. I love seeing people's shots because, you know, everyone comes up with something different. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast and you're going through the back catalogue, it's okay to do the Gina Challenge from, you know, way back then, just as long as you put the hashtag and the topic as well so that we know what you were trying to achieve. Uh, But yeah, you're going to be... Until I see you, which is, you know, in a couple of days only, what are you – you're packing. What are you packing?
2: I'm I'm packing Uh, all the gear. So I've got lights and uh, camera gear. I've got a like, pack a hard case because the cameras uh, get divided up like the royal family. One camera goes underneath. (laughs) One – and one camera comes with me and then there's the whole... Um, the royal family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh then, the, the, like, I've got to tape up all my batteries on the go with the uh portable lights that I have because I'm mm. always scanned and then called back, like, because there's they don't like batteries, planes and batteries don't mix. So yeah. I've got to make sure that they're packed correctly so that I get through the security screening. And then, mm. yeah, so it's basically... Um, I've got fifty kilos of luggage, and oh uh, I, I don't have a change of clothes. Val. Oh, you're going to be tri- stinky. Well, I'm only there for a, like a day, a night, a day and a night. I'll be fine. I'll bring clean undies. Is that have enough?
1: We've got a I've toothbrush. Got deodorant,
2: a toothbrush. I'll bring all of that, but I'll just use up all my um, allowance for gear.
1: Oh my goodness! It doesn't
2: really take much to pack an extra t-shirt. I'll pack an extra t-shirt. Okay. All right. okay. <laughs> But like you're starting to sound like my mum now. <laughs>
1: all right, I think it's time to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening.
2: Where do we find you online, Gina? So you can find me uh, at Gina Militia on uh, Twitter at Gina Militia in Instagram. Um, guess what? I'm about to start Snapchat. Val,
1: what's your using, I, what's your name I, on at, Snapchat? Gina
2: Militia. I've got them all. <laughs> I just thought I'd reserve it. I haven't done anything yet. So, but but. I, but I, maybe I, I you will be, by well, by will. the time this episode goes live. Uh, hopefully, uh, I've been getting coached, so uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I now understand it, and I think I can actually use it as a teaching tool. is is my plan. So I plan on Great. doing a little like quick little teaching Snapchats. So um, so even if Gina hasn't got around to Snapchat yet, look for her, um, yeah, add her on Snapchat, actually, yeah, Gina. Then, you, then when I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, hang on
1: Add her on Snapchat at Gina Militia, but send her a Snapchat, like send her a private Snapchat okay. message, so she can, you know, get used to it. Anyway, you'll find me at Valerie Coo on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm very easy to find on Facebook. Just search for Valerie Coo or look for me in the podcast community on Facebook. I'm also on Snapchat, but I am the Valerie Coo on Snapchat, so, so it could start. be fun. Maybe I'm trying. Maybe I'll try and Snapchat some behind the scenes. I want to be the, the Gina Militia. This sounds so. <laughs> rock star.
2: Oh, my God. See, Valerie <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because Valerie Koo was already taken. Yeah, All right. We look forward to uh, chatting to you guys next week. Thanks,
2: guys.
0: Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.